I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this in Brooklyn, New York. And I'm Tom Saunders in sunny Los Angeles, California. But how would I know if it's sunny since I almost never leave my house because of our current woes? The answer won't surprise you. Windows. What will we do without those thin panes of wonder that allow us to literally see nature in our surroundings from the safety and bug-free comfort of the indoors? In here, we can enjoy podcasts such as this, which let us hear stories of others who go out of the dangerous but fascinating trip from Manhattan Beach to New Jersey, Scotty. Ponce de Leon would almost certainly want to hang out with you, Scotty Blakeman, and obviously be your friend. And maybe hoist a few just based on the last true account on this podcast of your bold, adventurous trip to New Jersey during these times. But now, instead of resting on your laurels, having tempted Lady Fate and left her panting and frustrated while you enjoy a lifetime of people wanting just to hear you tell your tale of that one odyssey, to New Jersey. No, you continue to set out to destinations where uh-oh and yikes are not names of cute little twin kittens. Well, that's right, Tommy. You know, we share our lives and I shared my visit to New Jersey back in July. And yesterday, yesterday I was in Manhattan for the very first time since March 12th. I took the subway for only the second time since all this has begun to the Upper West Side to look at an apartment as I am moving and I'm looking to move uh, October 1st. And by the way, talking about windows, Tommy, one of the great selling points of a good apartment are many windows. But you know, Tommy, the trip, uh, of course, sounds perilous to many people. And in the beginning days, subway cars were empty. Those days are gone. Yeah, uh, but really? There were a few empty seats, but wow. there were parts of the trip where maybe keeping six feet apart wasn't possible. But the good thing is everyone was wearing masks. Well, Almost everyone. There are two women who chose to wear them below the chin. Interesting enough, Tom, I did some research wearing them below the chin. Scientists now say that not only does wearing it under your chin not protect you or the people around you, but it's actually also not good for your chin. Mm. And they yep. were the loudest and chattiest passengers uh, of all. So, oh, of course. But it was a marvelous thing. I, you know, uh, you changed five months is a long time as the B train made its way over the Manhattan Bridge. I saw apartment buildings that five months ago were in the early stages of construction, now well on the way to completion. But here's something, Tommy, that's so interesting and, and important. I guess you shouldn't say here's something that's so interesting. But to me, it was. And then we. No, it's too late. The it's, listener. I'm, I'm Especially when people say, you know what's funny? That, that's, you can't say it, but you have to just mm -hmm. say it and leave it up to the listeners. But anyway, yeah. I noticed that. In my Brooklyn neighborhood, where sadly mask compliance is low, uh, people not wearing masks tend to look away when I look at them. But on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, I discovered that other masked pedestrians, and all of them were wearing masks, those, they're more likely to look you in the eye when you look their way. Very a nice feeling, and yet another reason for everyone to wear masks. Well, Scotty, there's so much to drill down and unpack. I almost feel like unpacking, leaving the unpacking for later. But no, <laughs> uh, 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 let's let's start with uh, you're you're going over to on the B train over on the Manhattan Bridge. Yeah. Well, you're in a train f with people, some of whom are wearing most of whom are wearing masks, but some aren't. I mean, that's 
that's that's a terrifying situation. You can't get out of that train. It's certainly a closed area. Yeah, you um, could go to another car if it was an egregious violator. But again, I felt that uh, also these people were 15, 20 feet away. If, and there was one moment where someone fairly near me uh, had her mask went down a little bit. She then picked it up. But I did move to a different seat. So I think you have to be a little more flexible. But for the most part, it was a very relaxed ride. Really? And, yeah, it hadn't. It used to be very empty. If I hear, but it's not that anymore. But uh, the complaint. A relaxed ride. That's yeah. pretty astonishing. And I, you know, because it's almost an hour on a subway. Well, it was it's about, a, it elevated through much of Brooklyn. Yeah, but of course, I would say maybe about uh, 40, 45 minutes. 40, yeah. 40 minutes. Uh, and again, forty was, minutes of terror. But you're saying it was actually comfortable. Well, it would have. Look, in the early days when I thought of subways, yes, it would have been filled with terror. But you know, what we do in life and on the show, Tommy. I listen to the science and the data, and actually, mm -hmm. many, much many data around the world. I don't know if you call it many data, much data around mm -hmm. the world say that public transport may not be a big. Uh, transmission thing for some spreader reason. situation yeah uh, but uh, also there's just normal anxiety but private subway, transportation you know. that's a different thing or is it uh well you know it, it's you know look it, if no one wore masks it wouldn't be a good thing but uh so basically and mostly i was six feet away from people mm -hmm. most of the trip and uh so really so wait you were able to keep social distance on the subway for the most part in brooklyn what time of day was point, this what time of day Oh, well, this is actually a time that could have been problematic. I left at 4.30, which could be the beginnings of rush hour. In the so, afternoon. Right. Afternoon. And then I came back at 7.45 p.m. where it was less crowded. But, and here's the, the marvelous thing, Tommy. We find ways for to people to not be as fearful by, by introducing other things that they could worry about that aren't as bad as a pandemic. For example, uh, you could be caught up with, oh, my God, social distance, what, uh, the train, or... There was a very annoying preacher woman who I've experienced before in pre-COVID days who literally loudly droned on for the entire ride home about Jesus and everything and didn't let up and Jesus. had a mask but, oh and was very far away from me, but just annoying. No yeah. danger, no risk of catching anything, but really annoying. So I think it's good to have that. I focused on that. Uh, that annoyance, that non-life-threatening annoyance. and Oh, oh that's interesting. So having, having an... Uh, <clears throat> Having someone preaching to you about Jesus, yeah, uh, but keeping her social distance far away, yeah, uh, was actually um, actually more pleasant than worrying about catching COVID. Well, and more distracting because all it's of us distracting. Was, why That's did she have to? And not to say, did you, you know, tip her? Well, no, I didn't get near her. The thing is, again, we all in favor of free religion and speech, but can't you just make your points and then move to another car? And I've experienced her before and I just feel like no one. And then if you, one so guy you nearby. You don't feel that, that at all, that maybe you may want to join her religion because of what she says. I mean, nothing she says makes you at all like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe check I it out. Well, become one of her, one of her disciples. You don't ever. Well, I have a rule. I, look, it's very possible. I'm not ruling that out, but if she had done a quick one or two minute pitch, <laughs> yeah. upbeat, hey, Jesus, you know, he's a good guy to have in your life. Hey, right. thanks so much. Have a good day. Then I might go, that, Jesus stuff. Could you fill me in a little more? You know, yeah. Right. Again, not. And also, if she was a pleasant sort of a person. Well, yeah. And had a pleasant really. voice. And yeah. I don't know, I'd like to tell you just briefly if, if you also, what, if they could ask, 
you know, that'd be nice. With you your know, kind permission. Enter and, 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 yeah. and Scotty, I, I'm very familiar with the people on the subway who get, get into a car and then start yelling at everybody and then go around yeah. and try to collect money. Yeah. Right? And, and um, people out of, the, out of New York have never had that experience, maybe, of being trapped in a train car with somebody who, is, uh, who wants you to know everything that they think is important. And and you're a, literally a captive audience, right, Scotty? Yeah, well, that's why leave to another car. But very often you can't go there. They don't want you to go to other. Well, cars that's true. And again, uh, she was, uh, you know, that's just it was amusing a little bit, but it really just physically was annoying because it right. was a piercing. Uh, yes, her voice. Was, that's what I'm saying, Scotty. Yeah. What if it was somebody who had a pleasant voice, yeah. had, wore nice, pleasant clothes and asked, would anyone like to hear? Uh, about my religious preferences. If not, well, I'll be happy to go to another car. Well, exactly, because who would? Yeah, that's this is a great tip by like Tommy that you should put out to all budding uh, subway evangelists. Uh, yeah, like anything else, present nicely, welcoming. Uh, because who would get angry then? The, this this woman just kept going, and one yeah. guy did say something like, "Could you please stop?" And she went on going. Yeah, I used to be. I would really scream at you, but no, because of Jesus, I don't. And she kept going. So. Uh, again, brevity is always important, whether it's for religion or anything. Uh, get to your point. Brevity. Yeah, brevity. Move on and say it nicely. Yeah. Uh, or don't say it at all. <laughs> you know, uh, hey, Scotty, that's a message yeah. I hope all yeah. uh, Subway uh, um, sermoners, what's the word? Uh, 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 all su- Subway um, minister, what, what, what are they? Subway well, yellers. Subway. They, I see them as evangelists, but not really. Uh, good ones but uh yeah they don't ask for money i mean but they just she's the only one i've ever encountered oh she never was, asked for money no 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 but it, it really i would have preferred that like she didn't pass the play no the collection plate. the collection plate no i would have preferred that if she spoke for two minutes and then say if you have anything please do it. and then she was gone that would have been yeah. fine but it was literally 40 minutes of a piercingly loud yeah, uh, repetitious thing. And but again, still it was better than worrying about oh, somebody exactly. who was sneezing next to you. Absolutely, and and so sometimes a little distract. You welcome a little distraction. But Tommy, it was a so it was not a fear ridden trip. And and when I stepped off the subway in Manhattan, it literally uh, it was exciting. I had not been in. I mean, in my whole five and a half months, and the yeah. Upper West Side, and yep. you know, and again, I started looking at again, as I mentioned in the on t- uh, at the top, looking in people's eyes. A, a fellow mask wearer, it's a very, I don't know, romantic or just very interesting thing mm. when you lock eyes. Here in my local Brooklyn neighborhood, a non-mask wearer, maybe out of embarrassment or whatever, or maybe they think I'm a carrier because I'm wearing a mask, they don't have that kind of connection. So it was interesting uh, to have Yeah, that. yeah. I, I, I found it interesting also when you were saying, uh, and I think our listeners will, uh, will, will note that you said in Brooklyn, now, in Brooklyn, it was different from Manhattan. In Brooklyn, there were people who don't wear masks and they don't look at you, right? Yeah. When they look away when you look at them. In Manhattan, yeah. everyone wears masks, right? And everyone and so everyone most people you. But yeah. in Brooklyn, what you didn't say is in Brooklyn, when people wear masks, do they look at you? Well, no, the, I always feel warmly to the mask people. But let me just preface too, I can't speak for a whole borough of 2.7 That's what I, I think that's where yeah. I'm getting at. I, well, I can't speak I'm... for 583,000 people. I, I, I got the thing Scotty, in the mail. And, and absolutely. And, 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 and I think if more people would, uh, w- would have a disclaimer 
uh, attached to what they say. If more people could be like you, Scotty, and, and remind us that you, as you say, you can't speak for an entire Brooklyn is a borough that if it were a, a city would be what the, the fourth, largest uh, city fourth, largest. fourth largest city. Yeah. yeah uh, and yeah. I love it. No, I'm a big <laughs> Brooklyn acolyte. Uh, I will say that I live by the beach in the Bay. And I think many of the people who don't wear the mask maybe feel like, Oh, we're walking on the Bay or the beach. We don't need it. Once you get into the village here, more people do. And, and actually many parts of Brooklyn, I'm sure there's great complaints. That's, how, but, that's how it is here too. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, but more and more people, but here it's like, I was telling somebody it's like the 1950s here in the <laughs> Palisades where with, with families riding around together in bicycles and picnicking on the bluffs. That is amazing to me. They, they now there are every evening. There's a bunch of pe- a number of family, maybe six or seven families on blankets, you know, like the old fashioned picnic where you have a picnic basket yeah. and you've got a blanket light layout on the, on this like park park like area uh, uh, that overlooks the ocean near where I live. And um, uh, there is and there's not necessarily mask wearing there, but it's a it's a really um, things have changed. And well, you didn't see that beforehand. Put. And yeah, so right. when, when we hear your travel stories, this is what I'm going for, Scotty. Yes. You are like Ponce de Leon. Yeah, right? you are to us. And, and, and I don't mean just me. I mean, uh, uh, I, I'm sure our listeners are listening in marvel at your uh, with is that an expression by the way listening in marble i mean did people say that or is that uh, uh have I you mean, ever heard that before i listening think they used marble? to but have not in a long time <laughs> oh okay yeah but you have heard it before yeah oh, well i've read That's about it or i've heard, heard somebody others. say listening in marble i've heard people speak of it <laughs> <laughs> oh you have okay yeah um that's weird because i've never said that before and i never heard any heard it before and i was hoping that i invented a new expression but apparently well, you may have maybe uh, i didn't yeah uh well uh, the point being that we hear your story scotty of getting on a cell and honestly it really is you could be on on a ship on on, on a, th- a a three-masted ship is that a term you know a sailing ship uh, going across the ocean blue and, and with whales and and <laughs> man-eating sharks and and uh scurvy it could be that kind of a story because you're getting on a train with God knows who and God well, yeah. isn't telling us. Go ahead. Well, and also, and I, I agree. And that's, that's why I got such a tremendous response on Facebook. Cause I just thought, Oh, it's kind of a fun thing. I took the subway with it. And many people were focused on the subway. Like, thanks for sharing. I'm, I'm planning to go or, Oh, thanks for letting me know what it's like. But for me, it was just almost a celebration of New York too. Cause lately there's been a lot of these articles written, uh, one horribly written by this, uh, one of the co-owners of a comedy club, uh, which is the hardest thing to someone's read this article and it's so poorly written. It's like having, you know, a New York comedy club. I think. Yeah. It's like having soda. And and, and and he didn't like, he thinks New York is over. Well, dead. And his reasoning was so convoluted. Basically every city in the world would have to die to follow his reasoning. And it it didn't make any sense. Then so Jerry you disagree Seinf- with that? Well, I not only disagree, but I was painful to read the whole thing. Jerry Seinfeld wrote a very good piece that you know refuted it, and 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 the vote of people have written. And, and where again, was not- the original? I know Jerry Seinfeld got his piece in what the New York Times or something. That was the New York Times, and this okay. guy had where it was the original in. piece? Well, published. This guy, the, the the who wrote originally, I believe, was on LinkedIn, which I didn't think anyone really looked at. So it. So maybe- that's all it did. 
That's amazing. Yeah, so, he has eighteen thousand followers. LinkedIn. Maybe a newspaper picked it up, but uh, it started there on LinkedIn. So well, well, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld, I think, probably made it more famous than it already. Well, was it's interesting. Far. Yeah, it's true. In fact, I almost would have been better if he probably didn't mention this guy and just kept to his point, which right. New York oh, will well, be just asking. so that the podcasters who who yes. don't live in New York and don't know what uh, haven't read either of these articles, just so you might know. Um, this is an article about how post pandemic uh, or during the pandemic and, and after New York is over, right? It's done. It's trashed. You can't work. Never, never coming back. It's really. never coming back. Yeah. And, and I'm not sure, uh, what the, what the argument is, uh, is that, that, that they'll never lick the, the, uh, disease or. Well, then he that... skipped over that part because that will, and like no one will ever want to go back to office buildings ever. No one will ever that's why it didn't make any sense he was saying my favorite restaurant's gone and who's going to want to open a restaurant and and then the other ones will close it just there was no there was no thought to it It it's not like he makes a good point i don't agree it was like i don't really know it's over okay but here's the thing scotty the fact that it got as much uh, attention also makes you think that some people really think that that's possibly true and it needs to be refuted uh, uh, well, that's that's all right. True. Or that you are afraid somebody might think it's true and it needs to be refuted, right? Well, it's, you know, one you could certainly argue. Uh, well, first of all, people don't have to like cities in general. The people who flee for the country where there are a lot of ticks, if that's what they like. Yeah. What about the ticks, Scotty? Well, I that would scare me. I, I'm glad you you just pointed that yeah, out. So yeah. That. No one talks about it. We we right. talk about everything and. Ticks could be very, you know, Lyme disease, all that, uh, you know. I, so, I worry about that. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I mean, in the Northeast, uh, I do. Yeah. And, and in the Midwest, actually, uh, getting way into the country. But the people are generally going to the suburbs. Ticks uh, are Probably not as, uh, an prevalent. issue. But, but th- that is kind of an interesting thing. Like, what is the tick count in the suburbs? It's well, very low in the city. I know that. Yeah. And then there's the West Nile virus, which, you know, never really went away. And, you know, from mosquitoes and they spray it. And I go, hmm, right. Used to be the West Nile York virus. Now. Right. And yeah. there's not there's not as much mosquito problem in New York. I remember that. Not in the city, but occasionally they will spray. Uh, I will say something. Um, oh, I, it escapes me. Oh, yes. One of the highlights of the, of the Republican convention. And we didn't spend a lot of time on it because it was frankly boring. But this couple who had you know, held had guns outside their house to Black Lives Matter protesters. Mm-hmm. She said, Joe Biden wants to abolish the suburbs. And to me, that was the f- best line of the whole convention, as if that were possible. It, it just to me, it's it almost sounds like the 1950s. Right. And by the way, they didn't live in the suburbs. They lived in St. Louis. Right. Right. So, so they, they were not suburbs. Uh, they, they're not they don't have any expertise on the on, on the suburbs or, or, or no. anything like that. But but uh so, yeah, the idea of abolishing the suburbs. Um, I would love to hear that speech. As yeah. of today, I decree <laughs> the suburbs shall not exist. And what would happen? You'd have to pack up from Scarsdale and yeah. everyone would have to leave. And Right. And there's the great migration of the <laughs> suburbanites. You know, the yeah. long trail of tears. As yes. they go out into well, the Scarsdale, country. they, they have... go back into the city. It's like, no, nope, you've got to go back in the city. Yeah. Do, where, where do the suburbs go? Or maybe keep going to the country further out well and... that's what i think probably but but if this if the city declares that it takes over suburbs you know like through some federal uh de-urbanization or 
mass urbanization program. Maybe that's what they're talking about. That well, the- actually, they're talking about something that doesn't exist. Some, some something that it, it, you know, it's all about you know those kind of things. Fear and everything, law and order. They're never that specific because you know once you get specific, then people go, oh, actually, no, that's not true. But so you just well, you say it. fear and everything. What well, do you fear, mean by fear uh, and everything? Instilling fear and this whole notion of law and order. Those three things are what the convention was all about. And if you get specific, it doesn't hold up. But right. Well, that's generally it. true of politics. It's yeah. Well, it's, all emotion uh, for both sides. That specificity is the enemy of of uh, any convention speech. Yeah. Uh, uh, Although it kind of works against them, like when they were calling Joe Biden, you know, a radical leftist socialist. It's really laughable. It's like saying that Einstein was a moron. Yeah, he was an idiot. Yeah. So uh, the better, the more. Wait, 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 wait a second. Calling. <laughs> Biden, a socialist, is like saying Einstein is an idiot? Well, it'd be like saying, and stupid Albert Einstein, who, you know, obviously, you know, Einstein's a genius. You know, Joe Biden's not a socialist, radical leftist. So if you keep it vague, I don't know if it's quite the same because Einstein, he really was a genius. There's no doubt. Oh, no, no. I'm saying he was a genius. Einstein. No, I know you are. I know you're saying that you're 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 making the comparison. I, 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 I have to say, I think it's more clear that Einstein was a genius now what people are saying about biden is that uh what what obama it says is at, at forty-five thousand feet there's not much difference between what biden says and and what um uh bernie sanders says that's what what uh, uh obama says so couldn't you say that that actually does that isn't quite the same as saying uh einstein is a dope well, uh, but also, again, Bernie is not uh, espousing socialism either. And He's and, not? No, and he, he's democratic socialist. And look, Wait, but that's, that's news that Bernie isn't, isn't espousing socialism. Well, because he doesn't even think of himself as a, a socialist. But, you know, you talk about Medicare and, and, and uh, Social Security. Those are socialist things. So if people yep. want to get rid of that, go right ahead. No. But, um, but anyway, but, but getting back to the suburbs, yeah. I think very well of the suburbs. But anyway, so my trip. I do, too. I was born yeah. and raised in the suburbs. Guys. Yeah. Although Libertyville, I was thought it was almost a, just a bucolic town. Right. Uh, no, but it, it, it's a, considered a far north suburb of Chicago. It's a, a, um, a, and it is. It does have that feeling of being a bucolic town, but it's connected to another famous suburb. Lake Forest. It's, I mean, oh yes, it's cool. almost a butt. Um, I love looking in the Wall Street Journal mansion section and beautiful yeah. property in Lake Forest. But Tommy, an interesting development here. There yeah. was, a, you know, remember how you know in The Graduate or any of those movies or the '60s, the suburbs was the enemy. You know, for young people, it's the death of creativity, the death of everything. And now all these young couples are moving to the suburbs. So I wonder if it's uh, the golden age of suburbs, but also hopefully the golden age of cities too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Well, um, what we'd like is hopefully to use that word. Hopefully it's the golden age of everything. That would be great right. if it would just be the golden age of everything. Why can't why does it have to be the golden age of some things and not other things? Yeah. Yeah. Just you the know? golden age. Yeah. Just make it the a gilded age. age was the gilded age. I don't know if right. it, uh, you know, and they didn't go well. In many ways, it was the Gilded Age. Other ways, really. Right. Well, it's it's always got to be this. It, it, it's always like if if one thing is Golden Age, the other is uh, the the Tin Age, or what? What's the opposite of the Golden Age? Right. The the other thing is the Aluminum Foil Age of something. Right. <laughs> Which actually sounds like the nineteen. It sounds like a progressive. <laughs> like the Aluminum Foil Age. Yes, that's right, Mom. The kitchen will never be easier than it is now with aluminum foil by Reynolds. <laughs> 
So uh, those every product seemed like the future. Yeah, they presented it, and it was so great. This and not nonstick pans. Yes, this revel is always revolutionary. Oh, I love those things. Yeah, I believed in them, and I still, yeah. I still no, believe I in nonstick pans it, it, yeah. that they can get that technology right. But oh, see, my wife Cece. No, she she bad really for thinks you, that the they're tough. evil. Yeah, they're toxic. Yeah. They're bad, yeah. and yeah. they come off, and the non-stickness comes in and into your stomach. Then nothing sticks to your stomach walls, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and it just goes. Whew, and and what? Well, nothing uh, sticks to you at all. Somebody says something, you're like, you really should do that. It doesn't stick to you. Yeah, well, that's like the Teflon Don, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and nothing sticks. Uh, I don't yeah. know. I think there's there's and also I love the idea of clothes that. That didn't get stick, you know. Polyester. I, I, I guess in the uh, originally I was rooting for it. Imagine a clothes you didn't have to iron. I was rooting oh, yeah. for polyester. So yeah. I am. I want you know aluminum foil, plastic wrap. Yes, I came up from the 1950s when we believed in chemicals, chemistry, better living through chemistry. Yes, yes. Monsanto exhibit was at the Walt yeah. Disney at the Disneyland at the Monsanto exhibit. Yeah, what's now Monsanto is chemical company? GMOs and 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 you know and and all these bad to Agent Orange and or maybe that's Dow, but but yeah, it's a whole different thing. But and and uh, uh, well, it's a it's a it's a it's a kind of. Um, it's a kind of naivete that that it, that I, I miss in a way, actually, I suppose, uh, a, a belief in everything. It, 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 the opposite of that, the, the modern version is all these things are bad for you. Plastic is bad for you. Right. Plastic, don't Cece doesn't even want me to put plastic in the dishwasher. Right. Mm. Plastic dishes, because the dishes somehow they and, and, and she probably has some information from some mit you know did studies and you know plastic gets i don't know what happens yeah because remember it was better living through plastics i think was yeah right. but, well through chemistry chemistry but i thought well obviously the classic but, but, graduate but what they, where, but what they were but the better living that monsanto offered was plastics yeah. it tended yeah, to be yeah. this these wonderful array of plastics and multicolors and all the things they could do and plastics did live up to their and exceeded their their um Enormous, uh, um, uh, well, the use of popularity. Yeah. Well, yeah, instead right. of everything glass and breaking and all that, I mean, plastic, yeah, that, um, and uh, you know, now we just need to get rid of it more, but it's, uh, and now, we're, yeah, yeah, but I agree, we need to be more believing and think. How about Visa Polyester? We talked the other day about the Millican Breakfast Trade Show, and Millican, it was, you know, every sketch had to incorporate Visa Polyester and. <laughs> and uh, you know, and and it seemed great, like and, you said, and, and it in was a good way, in a positive a good, of course, way. a good way, yeah, and with so great big stars. Funny, but it, but but the sketch. Okay, so imagine this: you had to write or create uh, and and act in a sketch where you had to get people to laugh, which is a difficult thing to do at seven thirty in the morning, especially. Oh my god! Seven thirty in the morning, yeah. and your comedy could not had to involve polyester, but could not make fun of polyester. No. No, 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 and you had great think stars. I think musical we've hit theater. on the, yeah, Bert Lahr, and no, yeah. that's a tough assignment. But it was yeah, so it was it was all delighting in it, and uh, and Visa Polyester, as you said, it didn't wrinkle. You could throw it in the washer. It is, uh, and I talked about the other day about wearing my polyester leisure suit, Huckapoo shirts, which is but all polyester. You, what do you think the comedy was? Now I think our listeners are kind of curious about this well, sketch. Like, what would you say about polyester that could be 
funny without being demeaning of polyester. Like, well, it's I mean, a wonderful like, point, if we, Tommy. If we had to do yeah. that, if we had to come up, somebody said, okay, you, you, you're going to get 15 grand to do this, but you got to do it by in, in, one, in an hour. Yeah. Come up with a funny sketch that doesn't that involves polyester but doesn't make fun of it. Now that's a fascinating project, Scotty. I think yeah. this may be one of the most fascinating part of this podcast. And it's happening at 28 minutes. Well, in. we because to us we don't turn off the fascination or no. fascinating at any hour. And interesting enough, and this is something I do want to talk about at length on other occasions. Uh, this whole notion of these trade shows. Now I wish I could yeah. direct our listeners to go to YouTube and find these sketches. They're not to be found because there's no film record of these. In fact, even wow. albums are like bootleg things. They're very rare. You know, the music, it was a very, it was a, literally a private show. And there's a wonderful documentary I haven't seen yet uh, by former Letterman writers. Yeah. Young, or I love Broadway. that you know that it's a wonderful documentary. That, uh, even I know, I do the pre-review before I see it. <laughs> I know, that's uh, good. No, 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 I like that. I, th I yeah. think that's... And I do want to learn about it. You but believe yes. that it's wonderful. You have yeah. every bit of evidence to know that it's wonderful. It's it's almost like um, a religious uh, belief, you know that 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 of course it's wonderful. We we've had reviews. No, I I, I actually I, I too believe it's wonderful. That's the funny thing. I haven't <laughs> seen that documentary. I know it's great because it's about uh, uh, it, it's about the. Um, uh, well, these trade shows, trade these shows, trade right? Shows. We don't know anything about trade shows, yeah. but, but you're right, Scotty. They were very elaborate, big money, oh, huge money, and and they got paid well to be in it. That was a great, yeah. kid, you know, and top musical stars and John. But, and I love the idea of of that whole that one. You know, we've got to come up with a sketch that's funny and it's about polyester, but doesn't make fun of polyester. It's, and musical that, that too. To me I mean, is yeah. I would well, love I, to do that on on a on a podcast in in the future. I, I yes, that we can actually try to do that ourselves. See if we can in in one minute come up with a sketch that's about. Well, I I, I wouldn't. Uh, I say one minute just because it's exciting to to yeah. give a time limit on something. Well, even just to come up with it at all. Uh, but yeah, that would be fascinating. And but just the main takeaway It'd be that, a challenge. It'd be a fun challenge. Yeah, That's what I'm but, saying. Like how yeah. do you make a sketch? And I, 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 this is what I, I'm really fascinated in right now, that how do you do that? How, what, what, you know, what's the, hey, you're looking pretty good. Well, you won't believe what I spilled on my pants. Okay, that's so far so good, but how do you make that funny, right? That in, in, in comedy. Yeah, without getting too risque, too. That's, a, <laughs> you know, that's where you, you can't just be dirty uh, and positive about being. No, Scotty, let's, let, absolutely. Let's definitely, this is a tease for our listeners. Going forward, we are going to attempt right before your very eyes or ears, sorry, right before your very ears to come up with a sketch to prove that it's possible. Because we don't even know, is it even possible to do a sketch that's comical and involves polyester, but does not in any way mock it? That, in a way, that's almost like the Mount Everest or the, you know. Well, it is. Of course, in its day, in 1963 or the 70s, probably no, this has been the early 70s, 77 even, right. uh, it was more lauded then. There wasn't the as much snarkiness about it. Uh, or maybe the, the snark. That's right. So begun. now it would be even, yeah. even it would be far, far far more difficult oh yeah because it's so ingrained it's so, almost like mount mount uh, uh everest keeps growing taller and taller right so that every year mount everest was harder and harder to climb same thing 
Well, maybe to end, our, end, end today, paraphrasing JFK, we didn't do it because it was easy. We did it because it was hard. I believe that was roughly, I think that by sending a man to the moon, which is akin to coming up with a sketch, being positive about visa polyester. About so I'm not saying we're like the guys on the it's, moon, but in we're- In many ways, it's, hard, it's as hard as getting to the moon. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, it, it, that's, that's I, I think that may be, uh, it, especially because we don't have the, all the facilities of NASA had right. at our disposal to come up with this sketch, right? We don't right. have- you know, no. all uh, uh, just an immense room full of, of uh, guys of the, you know, white shirted white guys, uh, you know, the, crew cuts. Yeah. Or ske sketch experts, the way those those no. rocket scientists were rocket experts. We right. don't so have had, No, it's just us. So that's it's just that's us. Where it makes it hard. But we'll, we'll do it. We don't we're not saying when, but we will uh, broach right. that. It's uh, almost like that thing, that thing I'm, I'm talking about. I think about it every day now because uh, uh, I talked about um drinking only decaf coffee before doing this podcast i'm going to yeah. do that it's going to happen it's just a yeah. question of when but it these are big things you know these oh are... yeah well it's always good to have big things in the on the horizon that's what we do and we put them out to you every single day and uh i remain sincerely yours scott blakeman i'm still tom saunders we're getting through this